We are fucking back. Um, not that much has been happening since we we last um, released the podcast, which I think was with uh, was with Charles at, at Flaming Gods. I think that was the one. And it, so all that's happened since then is obviously this fucking COVID thing. That if you haven't heard that pandemic, and uh, I moved to another country just before that kicked off. Warren basically lost um, a fucking hard drive with all of the recordings on it, all of the through the door recordings on it, and then one thing after after another, we fucking found it, and uh, here we are. So we found the lost. The lost tapes, the lost archives of the, of the last, I think, three interviews that we that we did, and we we are now lining a few more up. So we're actually starting it again, and yeah, fucking hell, we're back. So I'm happy. Um, so I'm now based out of Jersey, which is different, and Warren's still over there in London. So we are currently going through the process of releasing our uh, debut album with uh, Christian Stracker, who is doing vocals on our production work um, which is named Broken Bricks and we've literally just uh, released our first single Broken Bricks uh, which is Slow Down which is available on all platforms now um, so if you're into the XX if you like if you like I don't know like electronic live electronic human I don't know digital oh fuck it, I don't know anyway it's decent so get on have a listen um and yeah, there's two more, two more singles coming out. We've got we did a deal with a distribution company in the US, and so they are distributing two more singles, and then the album should drop in early 2021. So we're well happy with that. Um, so this podcast, um, this was a conversation that we had with uh, Dan Sack, and it was. It was, it was really. I mean, it was so fucking long ago. I can't actually remember, but I, I do remember it being a really good chat. Um, and uh, we sat in the court, um, in the court in uh, in London in Soho. And yeah, um, he, he just properly. I wasn't really expecting how much he was just going to kind of wear his heart on his sleeve and really talk very brutally, honesty, honestly. So. Dan Lassac, um became famous sort of overnight with um, Scroobius Pip and um, yeah you know basically put together a couple of tunes released um, released them uh, I think on Sunday Best Records and then just became like an instant hit uh, yeah I ended up like packing out Wembley and all sorts of stuff like playing to a full audience at Wembley and all kinds of things around the world uh, tours and what have you and then um, and then that came to an end and I think it really hit Dan a little bit hard from what he was saying in the podcast so I'm not going to say too much more I'll let him I'll let him speak about that but yeah um, so it was like a really interesting talk with somebody that's properly gone right round the mill you know like started out just, just like anybody else started getting into it doing a bit, bit, bit of production kind of started ripping beats apart and putting them back together again and then Pip came on the top of that with his with his vocals and it just it hit off and you know next thing you know they're charting they're doing around the world tours everyone knows who they are they're doing all the festivals 
Uh, and now he sort of sits in his room again, kind of like making music and doing his own releases, which are dope. And he's, an, he's a brilliant vocalist as well, so you should get on to streaming platforms and have a listen to Dan Sachs' stuff. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so this podcast is uh, sponsored by Broken Bricks, the electronic uh, post-punk disco threesome uh, from London and now Jersey and um, you need to check out the Broken Bricks release Slow Down which is available on all good platforms now. Right, I'm going to shut up and get on with the pod. Breathing really, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Wait, the last one is like that. <laughs> All the way through the other person talking. It's fucking weird, man. I get like I get out of breath when I record my intros. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like, yeah. I, I, but your intro made me laugh though. Like, Which you, one? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah this is she came in and like, all right, this is my tenth go. Yeah. I've had a few. I've had a few. There was one where I just started talking about Brave New World for oh, the no trailer, reason. Sorry, I meant not the intro. The, the trailer. trailer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah, I need to re-record that. I was going to flip. I was meant to change it because it was only going to be seasons, and then it's like. I've done 17 episodes or something without yeah. it being seasoned. Yeah. I was going to do six, then fuck off for a bit. Yeah. And now I've just been doing it solidly since March. So you're just going to roll with it now, not even bother doing, like splitting them up? Uh, yeah. Because it's a broad yeah. topic, isn't it? It's not like you're, you're focusing on one specific thing for season one, is it? Because it's just kind well, of... No, originally I was just going to do it in the chunks, just yeah. for my own, like, to free up time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah? Like, yeah, so it wasn't... It's it meant to be series or anything it's a hobby just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. not like something you're going to make money from yeah. I'm not pip mm. um, so yeah it was just meant to be that yeah so just doing little chunks and then it was like I actually enjoy it and yeah. I don't know it's like kind of nice hearing how other people do shit yeah, yeah it is are we recording and can I oh, swear yeah. yeah you can swear like, yeah. you can swear and do what you want yeah yes we are rolling Tit, Dan Lasak, thank you very much for joining Through the Door. I'm just going to say the word tit over <laughs> again now. Do it, it, yeah. Welcome to Through the Door podcast, Dan. <laughs> through the door, tit. Yeah. but through the door, oh, that's clever, that's a pun. Yeah, it's good, see, it? see, see what we've done there? I'll come up with that, didn't I? Uh, yeah, you did actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not as good as I thought it was. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. Now, a good pun is meant to diminish in, in yeah. quality the more you think about it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. Mm. <laughs> Hold on a minute. It's got its. It's got its. Uh, there you on. go. That is it. So yes, welcome to Through the Door Podcast. Hello. We aim to provide fancy uh, bottles of water. Fancy bottles of water for our guests. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we want to know how. Essentially, you got started in a creative industry. You did your podcast voice. Yeah, he does that. This yeah, this is his voice. podcast. This is his podcast. Voice. Voice. No, it's not my voice. <laughs> like, yeah. He's yeah. got, he's got one. That was like, like, yeah, yeah, Sean Warren. Warren. Yeah, that's it. Like if you were selling it's insurance on the phone, that's how you would. Yeah, yeah, you you're would right. Go with it. Well, actually, that's yeah. what we, that's the whole purpose. Yeah. Of, we're going to start just training, in, like yeah. insurance. <laughs> yeah, are we? Sales, yeah, not call center training. That's the way it should be. How do you how do you know each other? We know each other from. 
music through Pip and really? through Pip. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were in that I shouted come. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that band. I was in I shouted come. <laughs> I shouted come. I shouted mum was my favourite. Your mum. Yeah. And um, we did. We supported your first tour. You came on tour with us. Yeah, we did. I, I was in audio or whatever it's called in Brighton the other yeah. day, and that's. You were on that tour. We were. And yeah. I was trying to remember if me and Pip ever played there again. Yeah. Which is probably a no. It was It was an interesting tour because Lee also knows Ash Miller. Yeah. And I explained he to him that you spent... He was, he was the drummer. And you spent two and a half weeks in a hotel room with him on most days. Well, like rotating between him, him and Paul. And Paul Paul, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. And Paul... Paul freaked out one night because I... It was my night for the bed. He yeah. was on the sofa and he'd brought a girl back and I sleep with my eyes open. So I was just fast asleep, <laughs> staring, <laughs> staring directly at him while he was trying to, oh. while he was trying to maintain. Oh dear. And I apparently got up and closed my eyes for me. Did he? But just what bothers like, me about that oh, is, what he, was, oh. he should really have washed his hands. <laughs> in the yeah. But I don't know if he did. Jeez. My eyes were fine, but yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm heavy sleeper. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> Waking up with cloudy eye. Like, oh, oh damn. My eyes are a bit jizzy. <laughs> yeah. Again. Definitely from Paul Paul. Oh, dear. Mm. So, yes, we toured. Um, I've always admired your work, Dan. I bought Le Saxe Yeah from you. Did you? Uh, I did. I've I got a copy a, of that. I don't have a copy of that. Which was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... I made, £200. <laughs> I think I paid 15 quid for it. I made, like, two... I did did some that were like mm. free CDs. Yep. I uh, just used the cases of free CDs. Yeah, the, the, the HMV ones. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I've got with the Polaroids. Yeah. With the Polaroids in. Mm. And then I did some more where they were in like a paper sleeve, but yep. they were in a pocket so I'd cut out of charity shop jeans. Yeah. Like the arse pocket. And that was it. And I never thought to actually keep any myself. Yeah. That was just as me and Pip were starting. And it I was, thought I yeah. should cash in. Mm. <laughs> you know, basically. He was selling his no commercial breaks at shows. Mm. Yeah. And it was like, he's making money. I'm not. What the fuck? Yeah. And then that was the story of our entire career. Is that how you... <laughs> just me watching Pip make money. Going, hang on. Wait a second. This is fucking weird. Yeah. So what... You remixed No Commercial Breaks, or you remixed some tunes on it, and that's how you started. Yeah, we had like a year though before yeah. that album came out, right? Well, like of, of just of, writing, or yeah. So I wrote, remixed a few tracks off No Commercial Breaks, uh, thousand words first, and then I that was just like a stereo edit, and then we did some more and did some more, mm. and then so angles and angles would have been one. It was yeah, development uh, development. Yeah, but so a few of those made its way onto Angles the album, mm. but like most of Angles the album is like stuff Pip was writing anyway. Yeah, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, there's other shit he'd he'd been working on. And yeah, with that album's the reason I don't like people love that record. And I don't care about it in in any way because right. it doesn't feel like an album to me. Mm. It feels like this. Remix project or something. I, yeah, almost like great stits before we had any hits or something. Yeah, like, mm, I get There that. were ideas of his and ideas of mine yeah. that we were just sandwiching together. It wasn't really till Repent, Repent, Repeat that it felt like we were writing together. Yeah. And that's 
noticeably why that album's better by yeah i think the production as well though is just yeah it just all kind of it just sounds tight and then it starts big as well with stunner the yeah you know he's got the 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 vocal bit on it and it just kicks in with that well i didn't i didn't buy like studio monitors until like halfway through doing logic of chance so okay didn't have any like speakers or anything so so you just headphones or headphones for angles really and then i sort of i had a broken pair of yamaha ns10s which were like studio monitors but that there's no bass on them so that was just like done by eyeballing on a on a spectra we've just been talking about that familiar yeah eyeballing yeah yeah mixing without listening yeah just looking at a screen well like you can do it with like kick drums and stuff yeah yeah that's pretty easy oh that's there Mm, all right i'll just cut a wedge cut a little notch out of the bass yeah 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 because we're talking about ear fatigue and the fact that you can you 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 stop hearing anyway yeah 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 Mm. anyway so yeah you didn't you didn't so you you mix that without monitors and angles i didn't even mix um Ali McNeil. Yiller, yeah. Ali Brown. Ali Brown. Ali McNeil Brown. Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Yiller mixed it. Yiller, yeah. That's did, why I haven't got any of the original files as well. Oh, mad. Because that was on his computer, and he had one of those TC electronic like yeah. cards that had VSTs yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. as soon as he was finished, I had nothing. I did mean to ask him to render out stems. Yeah. And then I forgot. So that album's gone. Right, like Man, the version of it I've got on my computer is like, like the Ableton Live like bits. Or, yeah, sort of bits of, bits of the Ableton Live, Live stuff, and but yeah, not really. It's mad, isn't it? I don't really have all of it, but I also don't care. Mm. Yes, yeah. it's, it's out there in the world. Yeah, it's mm. like, it's what does it matter? What are you going to do with it? Really? Yeah. Anyway, you can remaster it or something, or you don't even need the stems for that. Yeah, either, do you? No. and I wouldn't remix it. Label yeah. got. 10,000 remixes done of that album at the time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to be involved in that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I wanted to go back, like, right to the start from when, so that that sort of La Saxe, yeah, period, how you got into essentially making beats, how you got to the point where you ended up using Ableton. Bear in mind, yeah, so I... So, yeah, before that. Before that, before, Mm. before that. So, Mm -hmm. that would have been, I don't know, I'd have been, like, 26. Yep. So, at that point... What when it blew when it when it yeah, blew up basically? I think I, the maths is fine. I'm 40 now. Yeah. Me and Pip happened in what two? Down shout happened at 2006 Six. December. Yeah, we toured seven. And then 2007, Six. but the album didn't come out till it 2008. Was, yeah, it was eight. Yeah, it was after. Yeah. Pretty sure. So what's that? So 2006, I got. Hmm. I don't think I got a laptop until like 2001 yeah. right so I finished uni I hadn't had a computer the only computer I'd ever owned was an Atari ST right, with yeah. a hacked copy of Cubase that um, the music teacher at Gable Hill School gave me so you took you took music oh that was at school yeah yeah oh, okay. at, at like secondary school oh okay our music teacher used yeah. to just hand out copies of um, hacked copies of Cubase yeah because, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Teach you how to use it. Go on, well, boys, crack on. Uh, we, they had one Atari ST, yeah, and a uh, Roland D five, mm. right? Not D fifty, D five, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of I started learning there. My cousin was a musician, 
and he had like analog synths galore and stuff so I sort of learnt bits off him mm. but yeah I didn't start using Ableton until 2001, 2002 right. Ableton 3 right? and I bought it because me and my mate Fraser were making like trip up yeah shoegaze trip up yeah nice with us singing harmonies and stuff (laughs) it was good you got a good voice though man i was quite surprised by that one i'd I'd never i don't know could you associate people with certain things but yeah there's an opening tune on the album your solo album the dan and pip singing yeah is very much just like me noodling an idea out yeah and then pip going no that's good enough it's like all right yeah yeah um whereas yeah i think you don't get to hear me actually see yeah. it made me think of Joy uh, not Joy Division no. New Order New Order some, some, not sound yeah. like it but it, it's, yeah, it's, got, it's that, got that at home yeah it's it. sort of it's channeling it or something yeah. Just all my music is the same melodic structure as New, uh, New Order songs oh really everything fucking hell yeah. I, picked them, I picked up on yeah. that it's yeah just, yeah that's all I've ever done just that's weird everything I've done I'm glad I picked up on basically that. a rip off of Factory Records yeah so but it's it's, it's it's the ba- the ba- the bass lines the way, the way your bass lines are I've always been so like, I, I remember there's a track on the sax say yeah that's got um oh, the refused drum loop on it yeah yeah and then it's fly. A, it's a fly that's it it's that yeah. tune and that, that that the chord progression reminded me of a, a Joy Division tune that's when I first heard it I remembered that and I, I was massively into refused as well yeah it's like yeah your structures the way you you write like the B lines and, and, and the synth lines, they're yeah, very reminiscent of that. Yeah. I've always thought that. I'm but a massive No Order fan anyway. Yeah, Joy Division. Like, my, you know. So I was into Joy Division from like, yeah. I don't know, when the kids were talking about Nirvana. Yeah, or well, that was my one. Nirvana. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> uh, I was like, nah, Joy Division, man, so yeah. better than the English. And, ah. <laughs> I was really anti American music, mm. full stop. Yeah at school particularly yeah because everyone was into like rage and mm. nirvana and all yeah. that and i was just like come on the yeah. cure yeah <laughs> great yeah come on, guys yeah. get on the fun bus yeah i was i was a little bit like that i guess because i wasn't a massive nirvana fan particularly i was more about indie and sort of alternative yeah. like wed- the wedding present and stuff my cousin mm. like ned's atomic dustbin my cousin had like buy me yeah. those records yeah. instead of like, because I was a bit younger, I guess, and it was yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean. I was, I was more like, yeah, about like Clark's Fred Perry sort of bands. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It mm. was a weird thing to say, but I was, I was Nirvana. Mm. <laughs> yeah, look, have a look. Yeah, I was right as still am. I, I Just to note, listeners, Leah's got the Inutero cover <laughs> tattooed yeah, on the inside of his forearm. In, inconspicuous first <laughs> yeah. tattoo. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> idiot. So uh, that was. Uh, Henry Hate, Henry Hate yeah. famous for is tattooing he still, is he still Amy Winehouse in London? and Stunch. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't Pip's lip by Henry Hate? Yep. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, he's still there, is he? Still he is. Right? He is, yes. <laughs> Pay my revisit. So, yeah, go on. So, continue from, uh, so you got into Ableton. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Then... So, and I think I got, yeah, I just got Ableton for that because we were doing like, we, we were doing a lot of synthy stuff. Yeah we were using four tracks and it was just a bit shit to mm. do it on stage like mm. playing it back as a backing track yeah so it just made it more interesting mm. but it was like two guitars big yeah. delays uh harmony vocals and then uh then massive attack rip-offs basically yeah nice we yeah. did one gig and then uh one of his relatives died and he moved back to glasgow yeah and that was that fucking hell <laughs> i don't even know what we were called I think we were called Borealis or something. Yeah. Mm. Like, 
I feel like that was it, but who knows? But yeah. we did that one gig. Nice. Still a legendary gig yeah. in, in, in Reading. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. Probably. Someone did mention it to me like a year ago and I was like, what? That's pretty mad. So what, you were, you were uh, playing musician... Uh, sorry, instruments at that point or you're yeah, programming and doing... Well, by playing, yeah. like I play guitar the same way The Edge does in U2 you just put all the delay on yeah, yeah. and then play two notes yeah, and it yeah. sounds like you're Shugo, you got shoegazed out, yeah. out of the box yeah. Yeah. and I still do that now yeah. like um, I still do a lot of weird feedback loop mm. stuff like yeah. using instead of using a delay pedal using like Oxens on a four track yeah. recording to tape but covering up the head on the yeah. the, the, the wipe erase mm. head yeah. so you get the delay yeah, yeah the tape delay but you can do that with all four channels and mm. do weird shit with it yeah is that we have to pull the actual tape out you know when you, uh, you we, can pull the tape out and then if it you, stops if you made a an actual loop cassette with yeah. long you could have yeah. the yeah. yeah you can have the tape go around and yeah yeah mic stands are very handy for that. Yeah, yeah right but that makes yeah. sense but mm. i don't most of what i do right now is just fuck around with tapes mm. yeah. oh do you yeah, okay. just build big walls of noise. Yeah, and go. Mm. 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 <laughs> that sounds fucking that cool. Really nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. The tape in my four track at the moment is just a synth with like every reverb I can mm. put on it. So it's just a wall. Yeah, and each channel's a different chord. Ah, uh, nice. And you'll find me. I'll just hit play on a drum machine and then just be like fading in the chord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. And I'll do that for an hour and won't record it. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll go, go back to, to yeah. I'll go back to my kitchen. Yeah. And and vape because I, I vape now. Yeah. And I hate myself every day. <laughs> you know. So then, so when when so from your ideas of of from that band then so you you went more into Ableton I guess yeah yeah because like I, by that point I was like working full time I think by then I was working full time at HMV yep and all that so I'd get home I was in a terrible relationship with a really self destructive woman and uh, she would just go get hammered yep. most evenings and so I usually had like three hours each evening before I would have to clean up her vomit oh, um, basically oh, God. especially in the last couple of years we were together it was it was vomitous and she mm. was a vegetarian as well so it was oh Jesus had girth to it had yeah. weight to that oh, vomit amazing. but uh, <laughs> yeah I'd have a few hours each evening yeah and I'd just sit on the sofa with a laptop I didn't have at that point I didn't have any gear yeah like so when me and Pip started I had no kit mm. I, I think maybe maybe I still had like a couple of bits, a couple of drum machines I'd carried with me from when I was a kid. Yeah. Like TR606, TR707. Yeah. But they were just boxed in yeah. a cupboard. You know, I had no way of like using them. So yeah. all the stuff I was writing with Pip was just everything in Ableton. In box, yeah. Didn't buy any VSTs. So any sound on angles came from uh, free stuff. Yeah. Or stolen stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Stuff. Well, like sampling stolen stuff or just literally getting oh, cracked literally software. Cracked. Yeah, oh, okay, Korg, right. um, the Korg, what was it called? It wasn't called Classic Vintage or something. The Legacy, the mm. Korg yeah. Legacy collection, which had an MS-20 in it. Yeah. Had 
was the only that was the only thing I used. That's magician's mm. assistant. That's yeah, the right. Of course, acidy it bits. Any acidy bit. I yeah, did. I saw that. Yeah, and yeah, then when me and Pip started like actually doing it a bit more seriously, I thought I should yeah. buy this. Yeah, mm. and it made my life harder because yeah, it had to have a dongle. Yeah, I remember. So I had this yeah. little USB dongle. Yeah. That wouldn't work on a hub yeah. either. So one USB port on my laptop was always this yeah. Korg dongle. Yeah. And you're touring, you can't you're replace that damn thing. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? So it's like it was like wrapped in foam and yeah. tape and everything yeah. just so like mm. Yeah. I remember that. Nightmare that fucking thing. Nightmare. And it, they're only there to stop people from copying the software, which happens anyway, though. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like a certificate thing on a dongle. Basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It allows so, you to yeah. license the software. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Logic used to have it. Yeah. Like, you couldn't use Logic unless you had this fucking dongle. It was like, oh, well, God. Yeah. Cubase back like, in the day had, like, on the Atari ST, had a physical, like, proper big dongle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the Atari had built mm. a port just for license keys. Mm. Right. That was so irritating, man. That's mm. why everyone stole the software. Yeah, yeah. Like, it becomes impractical. Like, I mean, fuck. Like, well, yeah. Like them <laughs> trying to stop you steal shit was the reason why people were stealing. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. If you steal it, you don't have the fucking problem with the, yeah, with the dongle. So like, it's, it's like a more it's an incentive, isn't it? I bought. Um, so sometimes I write on the train, mm. and I, I haven't got a keyboard on me. So I bought Captain Chords. Mm-hmm. There's a company mixed in key, and it was just like one key will play a chord right you know and it's you can set your scale and mm. and it's oh, okay. really handy yeah it's really sure. handy for when you're on the train but you have to connect to the internet yeah so right. i yeah. bought their software the next thing i did was when and torrented a hacked version of their software yeah. so i could use it <laughs> offline in the way i wanted to yeah. use yeah. it right. you know yeah. and it's like well what's to stop me like i pay for my software because mm. You know, I want people to pay for my music, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that those two things correlate, but... There's a moral, mystic ground somewhere. You know, if you're 16, why are you going to pay 100 quid to buy a bit of software Mm. that you can't use the way you want to use it, you know? And the same goes with all the subscription software now. It's like you're encouraging people to go off and find different ways of stealing your software mm. rather than encouraging people to use it, you know? Yeah. Like Photoshop going subscription hasn't curtailed mm. people stealing their software. No. Now all it's done is meant that people can get yeah. the core, most up-to-date version That's right, for yeah. a month yeah. and then run the keys. Yeah. yeah like it's actually yeah. made it a better product to steal. To steal, yeah. <laughs> but they, they've done yeah. the same thing with the uh, VSTs as well, haven't they? For the plugins and stuff. Yeah, mm. Plugin Alliance have got subscriptions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Slate Digital. Actually, um, Slate? Waves yeah. have started doing one as well. Waves. So you can, UAD, rather than having to go and... UAD's plugin. Yeah. Licenses, pay but like I, four grand for a bundle. You just pay a subscription. But yeah. the, the dumb stuff about that is you don't need any of it. No, yeah. there's oh, not... Oh, fucking yeah. Yeah. What, I must have about two... We just said this before as well, but I've probably got 200 on mine. And I've used oh, three. Yeah. HCOM, EQs... SSL. Which you don't need. Really. Which you don't. No, no, but that's probably much, that. That's pretty much all I use. And then I might dip into some other shit here and there. But it, really, mm. you're right. You know, like, you don't need half of the shit. That you there's got. a few synths that like I couldn't work a different way. Like uh, no mm. native instruments rounds. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I haven't got a different way of doing that. Yeah. Other than that, mm. you don't need any of it. Mm. Like you like the the suite of stuff that comes with Ableton. They're like inbuilt since you could write a full perfect album without mm. spending any more money yeah 
And it's just like, I think they've realized that and they're like, oh, we have to grab that 10 or a month or that yeah. 20 quid a month because no one's going to be buying this stuff yeah. in the future. None of it adds anything to your arsenal. No. You know? Oh, I've got 10,000 different delays. Cool. Yeah. Don't cool. know how any of them work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many fucking buttons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. know fucking no idea how they work. And ultimately, yeah. Yeah. everyone else has got them as well. Yeah. So how does that make you sound any different? Yeah. You know? On that note, did you did you have any formal Ableton training? Or did you just like push nah. all the buttons? Just push all the buttons. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, but like, it, like, I didn't have any real training on... Production. Uh, production, yeah. music. Like, I did my music GCSE... Hmm. But that was just learning sheet music, yeah, of course. which I yeah. instantly forgot. Um, and then the Atari ST, like learning Cubase was kind of just, again, just pressing buttons. Mm. I had a QY20, a Yamaha QY20, which is, looked a bit like a Sega Game Gear. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, four channels of MIDI power mm. with a general MIDI box in it. And the stuff I learned from that was far more useful like how to manipulate MIDI to create like delays. Yeah. Like right. without having a delay. You yeah. Know? Cool. Literally just lay out the notes, mm. repeat the oh, notes. Oh, see. And, and yeah, like, yeah. Lower yeah. the velocity. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. like doing that. Yeah. Creating you know, your own delays. Mimicking yeah. all that mm. shit mm. was kind of um, like getting distortions yeah. out of that. You would basically on a minute gap lay the same note over yeah. and over again at the same velocity and obviously you would try to trigger it yeah. and it would just distort the output yeah. I was like we thought it was cool and then as soon as you try to lay out any other instrument with yeah, that kills it was it. fucked it was just <laughs> yeah. like alright yeah. but that was fine signal over but um <clears throat> yeah no training mm. like no just messing just messing because this. Like when when so then obviously because like what five was it Ableton five was like the big change one when they started when it there was like loads more shit thrown in I can't remember like I think yeah maybe five was when they started doing more not VSTs but more yeah of it, their own there stuff. was like because there was a, I remember there just being this whole campaign of it was very much on sort of the live the live site like yeah. the clips the clips thing it was all about throwing shit at it live and. And, and being able to sort of do a lot of live processing it was it was more about using it yeah. as a tool as, other than just a door not a sequence I mean sorry. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean like as, as, a, as a live tool and like, I see it more as a live tool anyway really I think Ableton but you, you've always written in Ableton have you? Right? I've always written in Ableton yeah, yeah. that's it well, maybe it's just I've tried I, I've tried, tried to and I, I've, I've come up with some really creative ideas it's like it, it's Big head. Well, I'm just saying, like, because it enables you to, like, it, it's, it's, you, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as opposed to, like, when you sit using Logic, that, that, that's the one thing about it. Is well, that, what, what it's good at is structuring. Because you can just I mean. grab bits, yeah. And, yeah. you know, easier than Logic, I would say, but it's still not that Logic's different. Logic's loads of menus. It's yeah. just loads of menus. Yeah. And it, like, oh, I can do all this powerful stuff. Cool, cool, yeah. Have you written a note yet? <laughs> yeah. You know, all that. Oh, this yeah. snare drum, drum sounds great. Cool, I've written a whole song. Yeah. It's all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it, it is it. It's that thing of like just setting a loop, and mm. just constantly just going like that. Just just constant. That, that's just mm. how I learned to use logic. Actually, yeah, yeah, it is that. But this, this thing about why like everyone's got into modular because if you mm. build a nice modular rig, you can build a songwriting rig. You yeah, know? you can it, build yeah. something that you can write a good instead of eight bars, yeah. a good sixty-four yeah. bars yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. with your hands. 
yeah. in five minutes. It's got Lapalux though, isn't it? Like, like, yeah. I mean, watching these videos, the way he works, it's fucking unreal. I'll check it out. He's amazing. I mean, it, like, it's, it's, it all starts with just a, like a drum loop and, mm. and then the way it develops and naturally sort of like the feedback loop stuff and yeah. the synths and sounds that you get, it's fucking unreal. Like, mm. They're really like, you, you can't get that out of a VST, basically. It's just the way those signals go. Like, the, I mean, the, you can, yeah, you, you can, can but of, I mean, but the, the organic... You have to... Yeah, like, it's the in the moment, like making mm, music in yeah. the moment. This is what like Tim Exile was trying to do with his Endless app, which yep. is a looping, but looping app, but with synths and drum machines built in mm. and live effects, all touch based. Yeah, wicked. Uh, only works on iOS because Android has a two hundred millisecond latency. Oh right, <laughs> fuck, super handy. Oh what? Um, shit. But yeah, like doing that's what Beardy Man does. Right. Um, that's what uh, there's a guy YouTuber Look Mum No Computer. Right. He does like crazy builds. He builds an a flamethrower organ and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> but he's, he's he made every bit of his modular kit himself. Yeah. And that he can write a song in minutes. Mm. Just right, building. Got, mm. It's like it's all driven by multiple um, Arturia key steps right and yeah so they each one of those has got two melodic channels one drum channel right. of like sequencing yeah and yeah he just does them all on that and yeah it's in the moment yeah um, and that's what doors sometimes take you away from because mm. you're yeah like, I can just tweak that oh I'll just all that frequency and yeah. all that stuff doesn't mm. need to happen until but, the end again mm. it's a conversation we've had on this podcast before about if you write a song that's the most important thing. The yeah. song is the, the 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 emotion conveyed in that three minutes. However, that's done, it, and it's it's about sort of separating it out into writing, mixing, and mastering. Yeah, yeah. Right. So ensuring that that middle mm. step it is as creative as the first step mm. because it can it can develop the sound that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, but, creative production. Yeah. like is why we have uh, the classics of share. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Life after love. <laughs> yeah. Um, Crazy Frog. Crazy Frog. Yeah. But no, creative production is really important. Yeah. And you have to make room for that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's still the notes on the page yeah. that are the thing. Yeah. So so that's the interesting thing. So like for, for the, obviously, you know, you, you know I've always been a fan of your work. And like, the, how was it when you start, first started working with Pip in that, because your music, you filled all of the space. It, like too much of the space really initially I, it was yeah. there's loads going on but I loved yeah. it and I still love it to this day but like I understand what you mean by that because you start so, to take away but how did you make that space so I like the reason firstly why I was filling the space mm. is because of I I I would say like musical actual theory yeah. intelligence I've learned probably more in the last year yeah than I had in my entire life before me. Like I didn't don't know scales and stuff. Mm. It's yeah. only recently that it's like, oh, those notes are a gang. They're like a gang that hang out, and you can play that. Oh, that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. so what I used to do was layer for my changes, mm. you know, and I wouldn't realize that I was kind of moving from key to key. Mm. I would just make a thing that sounded right. Mm. It's an emotional reaction to the. Yeah, change but like, build, rather than a logical like. I'd build a tower, yeah. yeah, and that would be one thing, mm. and then I'll take things from that tower, yeah, and that'd be another thing, and things would evolve through making 
different little stacks and yeah. adding to each stack yeah. independently. But to make that room for Pip was really hard. I yeah. couldn't work it out at first. Especially like I worked out how to do it better on Logic of Chance. Yeah. But with Logic of Chance it was like more written together so I could structure okay, I can drop that middly stuff out now. Yeah. But um it was also remembering that Pip like it doesn't matter what he's saying he isn't a melodic rapper. He's not Sage Francis, so I don't have to care about yeah, the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Sage Francis is, is singing. Like no matter how yeah, rappy it yeah, sounds, I, I, yeah, I understand. Sage is singing the entire time. He has a melody going through his raps. Yeah. Whereas Pip doesn't. Pip is a percussion instrument. Yeah. And as soon as I realised that, okay, Pip's a percussion instrument. What frequency is yeah. Pip? And it's like, all right, I have to make sure I leave his sibilance is like 11,000, mm. 11K. Yeah. That's his S. So hi-hats, I have to make sure of yeah. none of my hi-hats sit there because they're mm. going to hit his sibilance. Mm-hmm. Just found the frequencies I had to leave room for him. Yeah. But that meant I could still build walls and mm. slide him into his little, yeah. the holes I'd make for him. Mm. Rather than make a big scoop and sit him in the middle, mm. I could slide his frequencies. Right. You know, so I'd often, when mixing his voice, break him into his component pieces. So his highs, his mids. Oh, actually separate yeah. the tracks actually out physically separate, and then, yeah. Yeah. And EQ them. So I would EQ them differently mm. and sometimes affect them differently yeah. as well. Are you automating the EQ from... Um, potentially cr- clashing frequencies in, uh, in different sections of the song when he comes in and stuff where you just not, take in I'm track. not like automating by drawing yeah mm. I will record an automation right in the mm. sense that I'll listen to it yeah and then oh like, okay yeah, 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 yeah if yeah. I know there's something clashing yeah there mm. I'll just do it by hand yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'll do it by hand but because my brain is slow and I'll just shift it back. Yeah. Oh, I need to change that there. A yeah. whole word yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah, I didn't mm. I didn't do it by like actually drawing it in. Mm. But like this is the thing, I like I didn't care. Like Logic of Chance, which like people really dug, was the album where I was trying to care about production. Mm. And I listen to it now and there's so many places where it's like it's really clean. Mm. It's really. Why is that? You know, it yeah. just, it, is it lacking in human error, probably. Or yeah, it doesn't sound very me yeah. in my mind. Mm. Even though it actually does. Like there are tracks that are exactly how I'd produced on yeah. angles. It's just the tracks like Sick Tonight, where it's just like so clean and yeah. songy. That mm. yeah, mm. weird. But yeah, it didn't really. It wasn't till Repent where I'd stripped back enough for me not to have to think too much about Pip. Mm. But the weird thing about that was when I was leaving Pip ample room, it meant I could do way more with his voice. Yeah. Like one of the B-sides on Repent, um, Amazing Disgrace, the vocal processing is stupid. (laughs) There's like weird, like spacey modulation effects going on. And they're like so quiet in the mix there's there's one like where I just turned I drove around with just his acapella on my car stereo yeah. and recorded it in a little recorder and that's in there yeah so there's like engine yeah. noise and all this and yeah. it's like I don't know what I was doing but I had room I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna and then put yeah. a lay on it obviously 
yeah. <laughs> they sound good those little bits if, when you when you we've done stupid we've done those shit like that. phones we yeah put, you put like a phone sh- inside a guitar yeah leave, mm. leave it in the corner of the room and then mic at the other side of the room and whatever yeah. you know what I mean you don't need to do you? But, no, but, but it's good fun though isn't it it's cool you know? and then you yeah. sit that and then you bounce that put it into drop phone, it out to that put that into the orange drop and then back mark, in again mark, mark, mark that up again we've done loads of that shit on this yeah, record yeah. Just well like loads of the bottom end on Repent is yeah. was just recorded onto um, VHS and then recorded yeah. back off but oh, not like oh, nice. not like pro audio or anything like no. literally, literally recorded yeah. like uh through a SCART cable directly yeah. to the tape. Fuck, that's cool. Yeah, and then tape back off. Like, saturated a bit, turned up. But it sounded nice. You yeah, know? yeah. VHS is quite hard to distort, mm. which was surprised me. I thought I was going to make it yeah, like, muddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh. But it was a nice way of, like, analogging digital signals mm. at the same time as not, obviously, you know? Just mm. give... This is the thing we we work in a digital world where a square wave exists. Yeah. But square waves don't exist. Yeah. That's yeah. not physically possible yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like your waveform if you imagine a particle of air moving, hmm. you it can't be in two places at no, once. No. Yeah. You no, know, it no, literally no. can't and that's what a square wave does. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's mental. It's um it's so like when with your like further development in terms of so you was always in the box for Ableton and mm. like when did you so I know on the like the Logic of Chance tour uh, like I saw you a few times that's when you started to get a bit of kit right uh, yeah so actually that the kit that you would see on stage was about being on stage yeah so like <clears throat> when we were touring Angle stuff it was just like a controller yeah and I had a keyboard yeah I remember yeah I had a Microcore, microcore, yeah, which yeah. is still the fucking best synth. Yeah, I've got, I've, I've got one. Yeah, 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 beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they are good. Um, although sometimes I would forget, like that, Avon was sending MIDI to it, <laughs> so I'd turn a knob on the wrong channel on my little Kenton controller. Yep. Um, and it would like just fuck my patch on my microcorg yeah. uh-huh. like during the gig and yeah. it's like, oh god, what have I done? Oh, god, oh what patches am I meant to be on? Uh, <sighs> But yeah, so but by logic of chance, I realised that um, it's not very interesting to watch a dude stand mm. staring at a laptop. Mm. Yeah, it's not. You know, mm. it's hard to sell a show. Mm. And uh, I had that choice of like, do I stand at the back of the stage and just collect my paycheck and let yeah. Pip do all the work? And uh, at that point, I was like, no, fuck that. No, like no, he no, no. his career doesn't exist without mine. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like, of course. And I'm, I wasn't. There was an arrogance there in me that no, I'm fifty percent of this band. Mm. And I technically you were. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was. Yeah, yeah, like not to the audience. The audience like are ninety percent pit, ten percent Dan. Like if it was like a team sport, my side again fucked on. Um, <laughs> but like in real terms, but like I wanted my share of the stage. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't going to just stand at the front and stare at a laptop. No. I'm, I'm gonna earn my share of the stage so yeah, like brought, brought in the chaos pads yeah um, so that instead of turning a knob mm. you can see me yeah, fuck with shit. a thing mm. you know yeah. uh, I brought in drum pads yeah I remember yeah I think I brought an MPC in at the end of sort of angle stuff are you li- are you live triggering the triggering triggering <laughs> triggering <laughs> live triggering every element 
and playing over the bits that you can play over. If or I is it don't so, touch anything, back? the same loop will play right. forever. Yeah, yeah. So that's on Ableton. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm moving between different sections, yeah. loops, whatever. Yeah. I'm also li- live affecting with the Chaos Pad, yeah, adding right. additional stuff with the MPC. Yeah. Or for the Logic of Chance tour, that was actually drum pads, like drum pads yeah. triggering the yeah. MPC. Mm. Um. But yeah, so it's, I would say it was semi-live. Mm. Like, if I fall over, it, the same loop plays yeah. forever. Yeah. You know, there's no automation to get through the song. Yeah, yeah. you've got to physically move. That's yeah. That's the thing with Ableton Live, though, isn't it? Because when you set those 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 tracks to play, mm. like you've, we've used it for when, so when Buddy moved mm. to mm. Lau, he, we did one more in Peace Show supporting the King Blues, and Lee was on live drums and, yeah. and using Ableton. Mm. And I was on just like to listen. Guitars. Well, actually, yeah, because we played. Yeah, we played a bunch of the stuff through through Ableton, didn't we? Yeah, we lo- yeah. loads of like the yeah loads of like the stuff that Buddy was sort of triggering on MPC. Yeah. You was triggering on SPDS, yeah, as well as drumming, yeah, and Ableton. There's right? always so there's always that thing. I had an SPDS yeah. for a while, yeah. and I fucking broke it. Yeah, I'm like, I kept breaking. They're pretty them. fucking hardy as well. How'd you break it? I, I, don't, I don't know. I would <clears> just. I Isn't it too hard? Really hard. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Really hard. Yeah, I, I did that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking snapping stuff. But the, yeah, the gear on stage was about selling the shot. Yeah. You know? But it was it was about giving the audience more than just... Mm. I could have done everything with a turn of a knob. Yeah. It's a weird thing, though, point? when you make music in a laptop and then you want to take it live. It's kind yeah. of like, how do you decide what bits you want to play live? And Ooh. do you... You know what I mean? Well, we've kind of had we're, that we're, again, where you just like, should we just play it all through Ableton? And yeah, we've just, like, we've just finished a record, and yeah. right now we've 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 got a drummer on, who's um, amazing. He's a really good drummer. Yeah, he's 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 very au fait with with um, triggering and, and click and everything else, which is great. We've got a female vocalist. We're on sort of shifting between synths and guitars. Yeah, there's like but, tunes where I'll play drums, but piano, if we get, and guitars. There's no if way if we get one we other person, live. we can mm. do the entire thing live. Yeah. Or yeah, or, or, or do you run Ableton? We get yeah. the mastered stems and we just play yeah. them out of Ableton. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I don't do know do? what I feel comfortable with. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's a weird. But one. Like, we're starting this journey on this yeah. one, so. But yeah, it just depends on on what's more most important. Yeah, like if you're uh, if you're trying to show the integrity of these mm. songs you've that's written, what it is. yeah, then then yeah using some backing tracks going to make sense but if you want the freedom to go off and do mm. yeah take those songs more mm. you know are you happy with the songs right now or mm. will playing them a hundred times on the road mm. make them better evolve yeah yeah you know? mm. yeah they don't get and, a chance to do that and they don't get they a don't, chance yeah. to do that yeah like Dan and Pip songs on the road are better than the mm. Dan and Pip songs recorded by a long shot yeah the version of Thou Shalt Always Kill we were playing 10 years after, 9 years after it came out mm. is far better yeah it mm. banged hard man that yeah last show the drums you. kicked so Fucking much better yeah. and it had gone through iterations yeah. it had gone to like a f- proper like um, kind of international DJ gigolo phase yeah. and like yeah. German techno there was a dubstep version at one there point there was a wubby like version a <laughs> yeah. yeah I remember that but like all that happened but by the end it was weird it come back to yeah. where it started but just the drums hit harder it just felt yeah. bigger and stronger yeah but yeah I was at that, what the show in the O2 the ballroom that was one of the later shows wasn't it I saw a thousand shows I have no clue yeah the, the, well, towards the end 
It was it was one of them ones. I remember. Yeah, I remember shows by mental. like what happened after the show. Yeah, 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 what yeah, happened in the yeah. show? Yeah. Like if I fell over Warwick, uh, <laughs> yeah, I fell over in Warwick and yeah. twenty twelve. I remember that. Uh, twenty thirteen, I think it was. Pip fell off stage in uh, Switzerland. Oh, shit. Mm. Broke his rib. Yeah, ribs. Uh, the tour we did with you, Pip's trousers were torn and he just covered himself in gaffer, gaffer tape. tape. He made a gaffer nappy. He did. We played Scala and he had he had um, black gaffer tape running all the inside seam of his jeans. It's like, just on both buy, legs. On both legs. So just yeah. go and buy a fucking pair of jeans, man. Like, <laughs> he was never, it was very thrifty back in the day, <laughs> I think. <he's>, <laughs> you say thrifty, I say gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he yeah, just, yeah. He's just someone who found some smart gimmicks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the suits, the gaffer tape jeans, the two the watches. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> find a gimmick and find a good explanation for that gimmick. Exactly. That exactly. doesn't make it sound like a gimmick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, he's that guy who wears two watches. Of course. You know? That's it. So what I did on a Warren Peace tour was fall off a stage and break my fucking ankle. Yeah. That wasn't a yeah. gimmick. That was just being that a was cunt. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. That happens. That was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good fun. But so, yeah, it's like, go on. I yeah, I was going to say, going back, there's an undercurrent that's developed with most of these podcasts so far. Um, and it's kind of talking more about from a career standpoint. So you've kind of, you know, you've made your audio mm. creation, music, whatever it is. When did you either realise that this is becoming a career or was it a target of yours? Like Pip, for example, was saying, you know, he specifically saved up and took a year off and yeah. if it wasn't going to happen and, and it was, so it was like targeted yeah. and planned. Is that the same for you or? No. Just no, sort of, I, had to, I had a job. Right. <clears throat> In HMV, is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I had no, like, I didn't live at home, so I didn't have that ability to save. Like, my girlfriend at the time wasn't really earning, so I was paying the rent. Yeah. So there was no, you know, literally, I took a job, 11 months before me and Pip kind of committed, I'd taken a job in London, in Waterloo, working Mm. for a big uh, accountancy firm, like good job, good Mm. money, working, doing graphic design and global communications. Yes. Yeah. I'd taken that job and that was going to be the thing that bought me a house, Mm. you know? Mm. And uh, it was like... A difficult decision to commit to the Dan yeah. and Pip stuff. Yeah, like I remember the day I left Ernst, Ernst and Young was when we'd had an offer from like Warner Music or mm. someone, and it was like, okay, this is going to be a thing. So you now. you were touring and working, was you? Or at that point we were just sort of central London East. Yeah, right. That Get show had happened, it. so we were bubbling away. Yeah. People knew who we were, but and yeah, I had that decision, and it was funny because I, I quit that job, which was going to be my future. Yeah. Um, and then turned down the Warner deal. Oh. I think it was Warner or Universal, someone, one of the big ones, and we weren't interested. Um, what was the reasoning for that? Or is it something you can't talk about? Just freedom. Just, um, right. just freedom. Like, we'd had a couple of smaller labels interested who were going to cover our asses for a year and, mm. and let us make a good record. Yeah. Or, or we could go... We were both in... I can't speak for Pip. I can never speak for Pip. But yeah. we were both intimidated for... Like when they were talking big numbers, yeah. Like it's like, I was, yeah, it, it was a choice between taking a big lump of cash mm. and maybe never doing another thing. Mm. But we we're not talking like the twang 
where they took like a shed load of money mm. and then never did another Just thing. But they knew they were doing that, yeah. so that's fine. They, yeah, you know, they bought a pub and all that, that shit out did? of it. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, fucking bad idea. Yeah, they <laughs> fucking cashed in and yeah. cashed out yeah. on the same day. You know, great. We weren't talking quite that money. Yeah. Mm. So it was a choice between like, and we can go in that big machine, mm. and maybe that big machine could mean a shit ton of cash, mm. but. It could also mean not getting to make the record we wanted to make. Mm. Even though we didn't even know what record we wanted to make. We were yeah. just talking that big creative game of, yeah. well, you know, artistic freedom and all that. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so that, all the label stuff. I was still working when we were getting offers and shit. Mm. And, yeah, we quit that. And that night, like that week went and played a gig in Watford for 50 quid and I was like yeah this is the right decision <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah it takes but, some balls though it does doesn't it you know it does yeah and like like I think uh, I was I'd literally just ended that shitty relationship right at that point as yeah. well so it kind of was just ready to make yeah. a change and all that moved moved in with a girl in our student halls for months just yep. living in a yeah. one, one room and uh, <laughs> wrote, fucking wrote, yeah, no, writing bits of angles on this just tiny desk in the corner of uh, Reading University Halls. Yeah. It was yeah. good. Like the desk had a sink attached. <laughs> <laughs> good shit. Got some good water. shit. Yeah. Get it on yeah, I stayed hydrated. Yeah, stayed nice. hydrated. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it was, it was a choice, but we weren't it wasn't a wise choice yeah you know I, I borrowed money and yeah yeah. Um, yeah I was lucky because I had a I had a year travel card from working for Ernst and Young mm. so I had like six months left on that where it meant there was no cost mm. for me to get to a gig in London oh wicked which was alright which was handy yeah yeah mm. but yeah. What was you doing for gear at that point and stuff? Um, musical equipment. <laughs> um, uh, did you was it like was it like sponsorship of it? <laughs> that other gear we used to buy for a guy called Nancy. <laughs> so, yeah, fun Nancy. Wasn't he in a song? <laughs> I'm uh, sure I've heard them lyrics somewhere. Pip, Pip's probably. Uh, I'm, I'm. It's just come back to me now. What? There's a, there's a tune where Pip's talking about he meets a girl and then she the, the terminal yeah Skaggy Bobby it, oh right yeah. I've maybe got it I've maybe got it slightly mixed up then no, no. he'll never say whether no, no. any of terminals true or not no mm. I don't know I never asked mm. uh, but yeah did you I uh, saw so you was you getting sort of spot um uh, sponsorship offers and things like that or are you, are you sort of having to fund everything uh, yourself any sponsorship offers I got I said no to unless they were trainers <laughs> well because like gear people were talking about like DI boxes and stuff and right. I was like yeah. I had for some reason I had some radial DI's that were working perfectly yeah like remember someone trying to get us to use Behringer DI's and it's like but these work and that, yeah, that, was you the know, point. like gear, we just hook and crook. I yeah, had a mate yeah. who was a sound engineer, so I could borrow bits mm. and um, a lot of second-hand shops and stuff. Mm. The only thing I bought new for us was um, the Kenton MIDI controller. Yeah, and it was just like nine pots, nine buttons. But if you pressed on top of the pot, it would change the MIDI channel. So it was ah, nice. 
9 times 16 because mm. you could combine presses mm. to get 16 channels out of mm. it. Ah, clever. And that thing, yeah, that thing was like the whole live set up for yeah. ages. Yeah. And I, I'd got a second hand. I'd literally bought from Music Man in Reading this crappy Focusrite six channel mm. uh, sound card for yeah. like 100 quid or whatever. And that was that for that whole first year, yeah. really. The fucking good thing about that is you, the, you don't have to, you can carry your own gear. Like, you know, when you're in a band and yeah, you're oh, fucking dragging so drunkets up and down tiny little staircases yeah. and amps yeah. and fucking hell. We can turn up with a little laptop. And yeah. There was never a point in our career where I didn't have a build I could physically carry myself. Yeah. yeah. So I could carry, even at the end, mm. with the NPCs, with the chaos pads, all that, mm. I built it in such a way that I two arms and a rucksack. Yeah, you're like, done. You can also sort of set up shop anywhere, like yeah, town yeah. centre or something or... We did we did some up up near here, uh, Covent Garden, um, where we were busking. So laptop, just in the square, or? yeah, laptop in an ice cream tray, like from a cinema. Yeah, like okay. go, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Like laptop in there, little speakers hanging off it, and I remember a that, MIDI controller. Yeah, right. yeah, I think it was album promo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I just got told to be in a place. Yeah, be there, bring your laptop. Yeah, yeah. Weird, weird days. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but. I've always I don't believe in this spending money thing no about it like mm. well I can't like me and Pip made some money mm. but I've always had to I've had people I had to support you mm. know this is the like this thing people forget that it's not like if you can make a grand a, a month mm. great mm. but if you've got people like who need you mm. you can't do that mm. you know so it was always uh, for me like making sure that it was spent wisely mm. you know that anything we were spending even with touring gear it was like is this mm. do we need this does this have utility outside of the tour mm. you know very rarely did we spend on things that weren't required mm. there was times that yeah. it felt like that was a waste mm. you know but you know, just a I don't know. I think people get so caught up in, well, if I buy this, mm. like like Behringer releasing these fake SH-101s at the moment, like, and they're obviously buying a new SH-101, well, a second hand, mm. what, six, 700 quid, right. and these are going to be like 300 quid. Mm. And you will get people who go on and on and on about, well, this sounds better. The original sounds better. Yeah. And it's like, but does it? Like as soon as it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. now it might in a pure signal test mm. it might sound better but as soon as it's in a mix or um, with oh, any yeah. form of effect on it you lose most of that frequency or if not all anyway yeah. you know and I think people get so caught up in the that well if I spend all this money on a Nord mm. it's gonna be better and mm. it's like but it's not yeah. if, if the notes on the page aren't better. If your ears aren't better, mm. it's still going to be garbage. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't throw money at shit. Yeah, <laughs> you can. Yeah, yeah. People do it though. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do I it. mean, it's it, it just Fucking comes back to the whole pop thing. industry. Well, yeah, but it, it comes back to the thing of if you've got a good concept and a good song, and 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 an idea of how to structure it and put it together, that yeah. is the most important thing. Whether mm. you use a preset and a fucking VST mm. or whatever, it's like like people get caught up on that shit for no reason and when I talk about my ear I talk about it in like a musical sense yeah. rather yeah, than yeah, a yeah. 
like EQing. Oh, sounds. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like sometimes something shit will sound good. Yes. You know, like a distortion or whatever. And, and like knowing that, hearing the musical value in that. Yeah. You know, there's tracks where I've got it wrong. Like yeah, yeah. Stiff Upper Lip on Repent sounds mm. like garbage. Like just, mm, I just needed to. Yeah. Just, but it only sounds like garbage to you because you. Yeah, you 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 hold that because you know that you could have improved it. And Sam point. remastered it. <laughs> oh. He did say to me, "He was like, what? What's going on, Dan? What's going on, mate? All oh, right, okay. Okay. it's too late now. It's too late, Sam. Fuck just it, just make, it just get it. Make it sound I'm on stiff upper lip, actually. I oh, know the background. That's probably why it sounds like that's shit. It. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. why it sounds that's like the shit, shit bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's me shouting in the background. <laughs> yeah, you and me. Yeah. If yeah. I got an opportunity to shout on the rank, I did. I did. Yeah, I did. Nice. <laughs> we wanted to dig into a tune, didn't we? Yeah. What tune? Um, I think you you wanted to pick one, or, or you wanted. Go on. Sorry. Well, yeah. I I was gonna. I wanted to. Um, uh, well, you think I'm gonna grab? I know. Some yeah, it's a bit better. Yeah. Go on. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. So on on this on this podcast, Dan. Mm, this podcast. <laughs> it's uh, always back on again. Uh, we want to sort of dissect a tune and how you got to sort of making it. And one of my favourites of your production. Is you will see me. I love the way that sounds. Yeah, uh, it's one of my favourites. The build, I fucking. Are we love stitching it. that in or referencing where you can go and listen to it? Well, I don't know. You have stitched two we? tracks in. That's yeah. fine by me. I is that okay? Oh, okay. Well, we'll stitch it in so it's easy. So you'd for have to stitch in the different song altogether. Yeah. Um, Trampled Youths by um, Kid A, yep. produced by me. Yeah. Um, from her, I don't know. You'll find. It. I'll yeah. be able to send you. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah, yeah. So that song yeah. is Pip's favourite production of mine yeah, yeah. of yeah. all time right um, and that's she built wrote all her songs with like samples in Sony whatever Sony's music production suite was I yeah. don't know what it's called uh, I've never yeah. used it but that's how she wrote all her songs yeah and um, but obviously mm. she's using the samples from that mm. which everyone's got access to yeah. so I was given all the tracks uh, six tracks or whatever and I reworked and rewrote stuff mm based on the samples she'd used um, but that's Pip's favourite of anything I've written um, so if you listen to that and then listen to You Will See Me yeah. they're the same song right they're gotcha. just with five six years of life experience mm. in between the two I've got you okay. you know Trampled Youth is very simple mm. real simple um, and I've, I've definitely heard it it's you can it's been a while the same like the dunk 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 yeah. are both dun, dun, dun. almost uh, identical okay. so I use that as a starting point to write You Will See Me got you because okay. I wanted to give Pip he'd always said how much he liked that beat and I wanted to give him that beat yeah right but I wanted to give him that beat through the lens of Dallas Act versus Grievous Pip yeah nice so like that's all Korg synths so it'll be a Poly 6 VST, a real world MS20. That'd be it, I would yeah. have thought. I can't, I don't, I haven't listened to any of our songs in a long while, so I don't yeah. always remember everything. And then drums is a guy called Timmy Rickard, mm -hmm. who uh, was a singer called Sarah Williams White. Yeah, remember. Sarah Williams White, Paul White's Paul White. sisters. Yeah. Wow. Her, <laughs> her drummer. Yeah. Um, and she's on a track I did, so I'd always wanted to get him on a record. So it was one of those like, well, I can use this idea and that yeah. idea. But yeah, it's just a kind of me trying to translate 
writing for someone else yeah, into writing yeah. for myself. Right, that's mm. interesting. Because writing for other people is you're trying to get into their head. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, like, the reason why Repent, Replenish, Repeat works is because I was writing for Pip. Right. The reason why I'm not as keen on Logic of Chance, I'm not against Logic of Chance, mm. but I was writing for our audience. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they're idiots. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, no. Like as soon as if I'm writing for the person, yeah, who's who's emotional, emotional core. It's trying to represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I, I get it. You know, yeah. like if I'm trying to put myself in in Pip's shoes, yeah. yeah. Like the weird thing is, I'm. I don't always know the subject matter of what I'm writing to as well. Mm. Like Terminal, mm. I'd never heard the spoken word when I sent him the music. Yeah, yeah. You know, I but knew- is it? Oh, it builds, doesn't it, in the background? I think oh, from a loop. Is that right? Or- Terminal builds. Quite Terminal. A yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You will see me again. Like you will see, we was. Um, I, do you know what? You will see me. I've got probably twenty different identical versions, mm. like not of the same song, but. That was a style of yeah. music I wrote a lot mm. of. There's a track I wrote called 4,000 Thumbnails. Yeah. Which is just, you You will see me. Yeah. It's the same kind of arpeggiated yeah, right. synth. Yeah, yeah. The same sort of builds with live drums. My face is on that video. Your face is on that video, it yeah. Is. Anyone who's, who's... Anyone I ever took a photo of yeah. was in that video yeah. at that time. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, mental. Because it was... Cause that, like, flyer was one of my favourite songs for a long time because of that that use of that that mm. use of the refused drum loop I'd never heard that obviously because I, I, I was a big sort of at the driving fan then got into refused and and those drums were like fucking amazing and I always mm. I always wanted to try and use them and yeah. then I heard that and was like that's a really fucking clever way of using it because I used it was good because there, in that track there's like three lots of drums yeah. there's that there's Isaac Hayes whatever yes. the Isaac Hayes break is and um, Waldorf Attack right. drum machine but obviously the VST yeah where where it was the first drum machine I had that was actually a drum synth right so it wasn't samples you you know yeah, you had yeah, an oscillator yeah, yeah. and all that and I didn't really know how it worked but I made some weird hat sounds that yeah. were modulating and I was like oh it's fucking that would do yeah and then an arpeggio, which is all my sound is. Mm. Yeah, it's uh-huh. cool though. It fucking works, mm. man. It's like it's, it's a good, it's a good, um, like the the layers that you build, the atmospheres, and that. And that's that's the something that's, I think like, going on. So, what was the? Please remind me of the um, what's the, the solo song of yours with the video with the dancing? I can't remember. Uh, Long night of life. Long yeah. night of life. That's yeah, it. yeah. That, so. Originally, that was a beat for Dolan, right? And it was a hip hoppy thing. So melodically, yeah, it's the same, the same sort of piano uh-huh. chords and yes. stuff. But it had like a hip hop yeah. yeah, beat yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I gave it to Dolan, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I love it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it." And then I didn't hear back from him for like a year, which is Dolan. That's just Dolan, yeah. I I felt like it had like something more uplifting in it. Yeah. So I went back, got rid of the hip hoppy bass line and all that, and just reworked it into mm. being dancier, but yeah. not club dance, actual yeah, dance. Yeah, dance yeah. Um, and yeah, then I'd, I'd started doing some stuff with Murs. Yep. And it was like, yeah, it worked really well. Yeah. And then Dolan was grumpy at me. 
Oh, I, had, I, had, I had bars for that. Yep. <laughs> I think is how he said it. He That's didn't it. say it like that. He, he said exactly. I right. had bars for that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you snooze, you lose, man. It's mm. fucking right. Like, it's a good tune, man. It's a lovely bit of music that, as well. It's yeah, and it's like it off that solo album, it's the reason I get the most pissed off that only, mm. only a few people have heard that solo album. Because mm. there's two or three songs on there that like the best I've ever written yeah yeah I, I really dug it man I thought it was a great record you know like Long Night of Life Play Along and yeah, um, Caretaker mm. like, fucking great but you know Caretaker is um, have you have you, are you familiar with, that, with but the B. Dolan track uh, no no it's, I'll it's, check it out it's, it's, the video is awesome as yeah. well the, yeah it's, it's, like, it's, first, it's, it's B's idea it's the first time I directed a video yeah, it's cool. Kind of directed. There was like eight of us directing it. It was messy. It's, um, it's a good one. It's a good the one. Buddy the Buddy Peace bit. version of it, Caretaker is better than right. my version. Okay. So it uses my version, but yeah. then it flips. Mine had like a seven and a half day outro. Um, <laughs> like all my yeah. fucking songs do. You, got <laughs> like, you like an outro, yeah. That's how always kills got like a two minute outro on it. Um, which no one hears because mm. of the edit. Yeah, but, yeah. um yeah, but Buddy's like flips it because mm. he's it's part of the mixtape House yes. of Bees Volume Three. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's, and Buddy flips it into a more Buddy sounding yeah. thing. It's fucking dope. Yeah, he's really yeah, good. Yeah. He's a madly talented man. He's coming on. He yeah. is. Yeah, we're going to get him. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Mm. Yeah, we've we've basically got a whole another War and Peace record. <laughs> yeah. It's just literally just been sat on both yeah, of our computers yeah. for the last three years or something stupid. Like mm. at some point, it will it will like, it will find the light of day. He just moved to another country, and the internet out there was shit. So mm. yeah, you know, prick. Yeah, in it indeed. Buddy, you prick. I was in Margate the other day, and I had to text yeah. him on my way down there. Say, buddy, I got no time to talk to you, but it's not. <laughs> it's not that yeah. I'm being rude. Yeah, yeah. It's literally I'm recording the podcast, and I got to see my dad and talk about Brexit that's it beautiful so okay uh, I feel like an idiot oh you fucking prick what have you done he's just fucking forgot what he's up to I think we were talking a bit about you will see me yeah Mm, we're going to stitch that in Um, keeping in line with the other podcast again so um, kind of going back to the career bit if you had to start again now take all your equipment away from you with a rel- relatively low budget, what would be, what would be the three things that you would buy in order to get going? Hmm. What right right now though? Yeah, yeah. in today's so in today's, in today's yeah. climate with today's gear, what would be the three most important go to things that you would go buy? Uh, I wouldn't buy a laptop. Okay, you're the first person that said that. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's yeah, on yeah, laptop. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd buy a second hand iPad. Yeah, uh, with like cool gadget or oh, okay. any of those yeah. Bitwig 8-track uh, Ableton is Ableton Light on there but yeah either Bitwig 8-track Bitwig track or Core Gadget on an iPad okay yeah, so, the, so the Core Gadget is that the dongle it's, that you're sticking and you can put instruments in it as well no as no no Core Gadget is a fully featured door oh really which, okay yeah okay. which you can use live as well oh, has a similar way of it's not quite lives live view clip view yeah but it's got a clip view essentially right um, okay cool. um 
and it's super powerful. It can record audio. It can process audio. Oh, really? Amazing. As a Do right, you have to get like a suit up iPad or something, or is it does it just I'm, run on the normal my standard? iPad's like seven years old. And I okay, use it. I'm going to check that out. But yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. The desktop version is like two hundred quid or something. Yeah. But the iPad version is forty. Right. Oh, or right, nice. Nintendo Switch version as well. But what? yeah, no, it's oh, real. Yeah. It's powerful. Boom, like that. It, I'd either get that or. No, that's what I'd get. Mm. And I'd use that as like a hub yeah. for mm. stuff. Um, and then, uh, how much money are we talking here? Uh, grand. Got grand. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, an organelle. Okay. So you know those little metal keyboards with the wooden keys? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are they called? Someone and someone organelle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You I know. Can, I can't say that. They've got enough diversity in the synthesis and stuff okay. to mm. cover right, loads of bases to cover yeah. everything and then we'll check that out as well mm. yeah. yeah and then some some form of microphone I yeah. suppose yeah that's where I'd start yeah you yeah. know yeah you don't need a laptop at this point yeah to start no you should interesting to be start. fair like anyone trying to start shouldn't really be thinking about laptops anyway mm. because they're not going to exist as long as tablets and phones are going to exist mm. yeah. this idea of what a laptop is is going to go over to being tablets yeah yeah that's what apple want that's what microsoft want yeah yeah you know they don't want us using those mm. bits of technology they're expensive to produce mm. they're hard to sell mm. you know they want us using tablets mm. tablets are easy to convince a mum to buy a kid mm. a laptop mm. isn't yeah you know? can can you yeah i suppose you can't edit in that door but is it as straightforward as editing in a in a laptop because that would be the one yeah. thing that would put me off. I'd be like, yeah, but you say that you like use cut, a you mouse. know like cut paste and shit like, like and yeah iPad. but like so you, just... you can't use a mouse on an ipad no, but the, the, but my point is, if the technology develops, you can already use that that like pencil thing. You can use the stylus, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like you can pull that down, and mm. you'll be able to edit and cut and mm. paste. It would be the one thing that would put me off, though. I'd be thinking, oh, it's going to be a pain in the ass to edit. But you're just starting out. You don't know what editing yeah, is true, yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the point. Like, yeah, you, yeah. like <clears throat> when when uh, 1977, when people were literally cutting mm. tape yeah. to mm. edit yeah. disco tracks into those twelve. Mm minute yeah fucking, yeah. like you didn't have another way of doing it mm, you, you know? just mould yourself around what yeah grow, grow with your, the like, instruments that you've got in the late 80s early 90s when buying a digital four track like the Tascam mm. yeah. hardware recorder cost like three grand yeah, yeah, to yeah. record Mad, four tracks yeah. Yeah. digitally you know we didn't like I think your brain gets used to doing what it does yeah. you know people can produce full albums on iPads you yeah, can yeah. produce a full album but you could also produce a full album on a four track yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah the best PJ Harvey albums PJ Harvey four track demos yeah, yeah. like a long shot even yeah. though no one ever agrees with me it's still the best because it's like raw mm. you can hear that she's had to pair things back okay I can't get another guitar track in there so mm. how do I do this mm. you know mm. um, but yeah I, laptops are just in the way yeah, more yeah. than they're not you know? I think the worry with the laptop is you be, you become over, over reliant upon it mm. yeah. especially when you start going live yeah um, it's just and they're fucking so 
shit live. Like they do, they, they don't like heat. What they don't like sweaty hot rooms. Everything fails all the time. Yeah, and it's just yeah. someone pours a pint on it. Or so we started pre pre smoking ban, yeah. and it was it was the only laptop they ever died died on us was during like while people were still smoking. Is that what, what just killed it? Yeah. Sucking all the the smoke yeah, through, just guff and all yeah. that. Um, but we only lost one show. In, okay. In more than a thousand due to the laptop. Oh, really? That we had cool. like a couple of crashes on stage. Yeah. We had one uh, snow bombing because like the stage was the corner of a res- like a bar in a resort or something. Right. And you got like five, six hundred people in front of you and your whole rig's running off one plug, plug socket in yeah. the wall behind you and someone unplugs it yeah, to... Yeah plug their phone in <laughs> you know that was one <laughs> yeah you know so we we definitely had a couple of shows where things mm. went wrong because of the laptop but yeah you know i just i personally think i would if i was starting fresh to tomorrow yeah i wouldn't do it alone mm. yeah I would I would make the effort to bond and find other people to work with. Well, that's yeah. kind of that's sort of answering the first of the then, three. Yeah. The, the, next, the next thing is once yeah. you've got the gear, what's the three what's most the, important yeah. things to remember, or what yeah, what would be three, the three points of advice you give? Yeah. That's probably maybe number one. Like that one, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is find other people to work with because yeah. I, I like sit here now in this like weird bit where um, my relevance as a musician is gone mm. you know like i'm i went from releasing stuff with dan and pip where we would we would chart you know i'm yeah. at this point now where i release things and like if i can get like 50 people to click that link yeah, it's yeah. like fuck yeah <laughs> oh look at my big knackers <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know like that's that's a day it's like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know so like but the problem with that is I live alone. I work alone, mm. and I, I go mad. Yeah. Like I, I have had like properly like end of Dan and Pip. I was just in my house with the curtains shut for mm. like eleven months. Mm. You know, it was literally eleven months. I stank. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew like my mental health was improving because I was showering. I was like, yeah, uh, this is all right. Yeah, mm, this is good. Yeah. But yeah, like so, I feel like trying to build connections yeah. like, of people who have like a similar creative idea mm. as you even if you're not directly working with them mm. if you want to be a solo producer do it but make sure you can find mm. some other mm. solo producers to share ideas with to mm. maybe bounce stuff back and forth off mm. and all that because like that end of Dan and Pip was horrid because mm. like I'm just out on my own then yeah. Like, I'd literally, I was single. I just suddenly lost all connection to my world, which mm. had been that for nine years. Where I went from, like, playing the last show was, like, 10,000 people at mm. Best of All. And then I'm putting electricity on the key meter, mm. having not washed in months, mm. you know? Like, <laughs> and I didn't have a network. I mm. didn't have any connection to the world. So I think... Like not being insular, not yeah. trying to hold your ideas as you're like, yeah. this is my sound. And yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah. And I, I definitely think that, like, the more I collaborate, 
the better a musician I become. Yeah. Mm. The better, the more You learn, it's the way to learn as well, though. Yeah. Right? yeah You're never going to, there's some things that someone will do and you'll just go, oh, there's a fucking shortcut there. I didn't even, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. like, oh yeah, I never thought, it's like, always yeah, going to happen. On the like most mundane technical yeah, things. Yeah, like, could literally, just be something, like, yeah. oh, what, control what? Oh, yeah. no way. Yeah. You can, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, automate yeah. a thing. And, yeah. And yeah. You, oh, yeah. fucking hell. Ask, and then you have 10 ideas about where you can apply that. You know, yeah. and then you, but it's, it helps you spark creativity, right? Mm. So like we we work very closely on music together since um, so the the Bricks album that mm. we did, like the punk yeah. band, and I wrote a record effectively with Lee, like guiding it and, and pulling it, pulling it in, mm. and then from there we produced it together mm. and recorded it and made it, and then this next project has been this sort of learning curve of understanding like more technical stuff, and you're like really yeah. good at. I think the really other thing at, is like just doing and that whereas I'm on it a bit and someone's got to go oh no that's a bit shit shit yeah, yeah and that's yeah. the thing yeah you've got is. to have someone like that as well like no that's yeah. shit my, my message is pretty good at that like, no that's shit shit yeah. you know like or when because when they go oh that's really good you're like, you're like okay cool but if you don't have someone around yeah. you that can See, tell you that bit yeah. of validation yeah a bit of validation my, yeah. my partner's really good for the podcast mm. for, for that so like the last podcast the one that will come out next week but I don't know when this comes out so sometime it will yep. have been out or is out yes um, falling forward with Dan falling forward yeah. with Dan yes but yeah uh, this isn't coming out before Tuesday is it no no so it was a, with a guy called uh, look mum no computer yep the Furby organ, organ guy and all that cool um, and uh, but it's like three hours mm. and like my, she's really good for like well okay that 20 minutes there you don't need you've said mm. that before in mm. this podcast this podcast you know she's really good at spotting the yeah, yeah. and like mm. she's also really good at spotting <laughs> when uh, I'm dangerously close what? to offending people yeah. in my humour yeah it's like <laughs> yeah you probably want to drop all those n-words yeah oh, what yeah, I'd probably do that. <laughs> I only dropped the end bomb like 18 times yeah. this time. No, yeah, none. Yeah, don't oh, do what? that. what? Please. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, creativity like, is collaboration. So we had collaboration. What's the other two bits of advice or important things for people to remember? I think. Um, forget the numbers. Mm. Money you're talking about, or... People, well, subscribers, listeners. Yeah, but like, yeah, listeners, numbers, Fo- likes, Followers on Instagram. Followers. Like, if someone unfollows you on a social network, that just means your the quality of your followers went up, not that yeah, you've done something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you go and you share a track and people unfollow you, that's because they don't like it. Yeah. That's not because you're somehow less. Yeah, or, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, don't pay any mind to the numbers of your career. Yeah. Like, the only thing you should care about is, is like, that raw interaction. Yeah. You know, if someone says that your song meant something to them, mm. that's far more worth yeah. than, oh, I got a thousand retweets because mm. of this witticism I made. Yeah. Did that witticism sell you any records? Yeah. Probably not. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, like, the, remember that... The, the online thing is really vacuous 99% yeah. of the time. Oh, fucking yeah. hell, man. It's, it, it like draws you in. Because it's, it's a whole new to. thing to me. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's designed yeah, it's, to. Like, it's got algorithms to yeah, keep you in front of it. Well, like, exactly. so refreshing on Twitter yeah. has a, a randomizer in there. Right. So that mm. you, you, when you mm. get your 
uh, at replies or whatever, mm. you might take a few more seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, less you hold a little, little so you bit. get hold the little mm. dopamine yeah. hits from yeah. it and all that. And it's like, well, they don't. It terrifies the shit. Yeah, but it makes you unwell. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. you become anxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking scary. It's shit. weird, and and you do get kind of hung up on it. You know, same with the podcast and stuff like that. Because you go in. I know that you know the, what we cover is interesting to people who make music and mm. do all that kind of stuff but you want to get so you want to get it in front of them so the only way to do that really is by getting followers and then all of a sudden you're in the honey trap mm. situation of like yeah. fuck yeah. now I'm refreshing every five seconds and <laughs> posting stuff and making sure it's relevant and doing all this kind mm. of stuff and you, you, you're just in front of social media all day yeah. you're not careful like you should be spending more time learning how social media works than yeah. caring what yeah. the numbers yeah, are yeah, yeah. because yeah. once you understand how like the Twitter algorithm works yeah. you can game it a little yeah. so maybe a mm. few more people will, will see because mm. it's still about getting people to see what you're doing yeah. but it's also understanding that well this didn't get as much of a response mm. because it doesn't fit the algorithm mm. in this way mm. that, that's actually another important point like musicians are so anti self-promotion it's like no like at this point mm. uh, as the music industry slowly kills itself by handing over more and more mm. of its value to companies like Spotify who mm. Spotify aren't a creative mm. entity they're a they're a farm they, mm. they mm. just want to provide you with things that mean you won't turn it off mm. they're not trying to provide you with joy mm. they're just trying to keep you vaguely yeah. satisfied mm. and like as that happens we have to be more uh, we have to learn how to game those things to get the most out of yeah. them and sadly like self-promotion and pushing hard and being honest like mm. if you don't play you need to go stream this you need to go hit mm. like mm. yeah because that's how I make my money yeah being honest about that yeah. and being honest with yourself that you have to do that shit yeah yeah and mm. um, B. Dolan just recently they him and the Epic Beard Men mm. toured and he spent money on Facebook ads and he'd never done it before yeah and every single show he had people coming up and going man I literally haven't heard from you mm. in the last five years and and Dolan's like released soundtracks to movies he wrote yeah, a movie, wrote a and, movie. Yeah. and all this and he's like done so yeah. much stuff but because he wasn't visible on engaging yeah. with the algorithm it's mental, people it? weren't seeing it you know yeah, it's mental mm. so yeah numbers are not so important. that's two what's the last the last piece of advice mm. I don't know because I'm so well, just something important I'm to quite remember. a negative person so <laughs> sorry, it can, can be negative it can your, be negative yeah. it's your, exactly. your show <laughs> um, like it's a numbers one again mm. but don't let the the money get in your head mm. like don't okay we me and Pip had a sound man and he was a friend but he was also a greedy cunt. Mm. And I let that get in my head to the point where I haven't talked to him now right. since mm. the end of Dana Pip. Like, like we see each other in the street and mm. I do not acknowledge existence right. because his greed mm. got mm. in my head. Mm. Like, it's, it's a weird thing. Like, it shouldn't have. Because mm. I should have said, you're being greedy. Yeah. But instead... I just thought it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and that happened, like the music industry, you you wrap all your, you got all this emotional thing mm. in your creative process. You're like getting your heart and soul 
out mm. and then you're asked to do something deeply soulless mm. in sell that thing yeah. yeah you know so you've got the your your lovely soft vulnerable sides mm. butting up against this uh cold capitalist machine yeah. Yeah. yeah and the problem is that is to protect your vulnerable side mm. you get kind of involved and yeah. obsessive about that capitalist side and, mm. and you can it can start fucking with your relationships yeah. you know like there are definitely times in our career that i've felt jealousy towards pip it's not something i feel anymore yeah yeah but when we were together and like he did his solo album mm. and because he did his solo album without a label because mm. he did it off his own back mm. he made bank mm. You know, and because he did it without that machine, he could do it in a more mm. fluid and flexible way. So he made good videos really mm. cheaply. Mm. And I was fucking jealous because, mm. yeah, because mm. of money. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, no, it doesn't matter. That's not my money mm. he's making, mm. you know. Mm. But like letting, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, don't let your own any small successes get in your head mm. because I think the point I was getting to is my friend being greedy mm. meant that we fired him mm. whereas he could have been happy making more than industry standard for his job mm. which he was and kept his job mm. with us for mm. another until we ended mm. he could have been our sound man till the very end mm. but he lost three years worth of work because mm. of his greed yeah but I nearly lost mm. working with Dan and Pip because mm. of that bit of jealousy, because mm. of that yeah. creed. You yeah, know? right. That was before we decided we were doing a third album, and I was shitty with Pip, and I shouldn't have been. Mm. But I was but, shitty with Pip because I was jealous. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It takes a bigger man to be honest about it. Does that, yeah, it really does. It's, well, it takes a big man. I'm gonna say bigger. I'm I'm large. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm large. Too many but numbers. like, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you, when you're in those collaborative relationships you do have to be careful like yeah i want more fans i want more stage sort of stuff mm. like because there's nothing wrong with wanting your fair dues mm. you know there no. isn't actually I just want, don't get lost in it like i want yeah. credit but i want to earn oh, that right. credit mm. i'm not gonna instead of standing in the corner looking across and going why the fuck's paul paul getting all the all the ladies mm. you know <laughs> yeah. instead of standing in the corner being angry about it you mm. have to go and stand where the ladies are yeah exactly or the money or the gentleman yeah, yeah. or the ladies covered in money yeah being and carried gentlemen. by a gentleman, really gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and curry and curry curry mm. always good. but yeah like like definitely I don't know. I don't know what my point is mm. here. I but think I think I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, see. I mean, like, just don't get lost in the details. It's a business. Yeah, yeah. It's ultimately a business, but yeah, yeah. a business that trades off your emotion. Emotion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you exactly. make you make emotive music. It's based on you're you're guided by the emotion that and maybe it's yeah. giving you back, so, right? Yeah. So I think what I'm saying so your, is your be heart's a, in there. Be aware that it yeah. is a business. Yeah. And you might make bad decisions based on the fact that you're selling your emotions. Yes. Yeah. Like, be aware exactly. that when I look at Warren and think he's a cunt, yeah. <laughs> am I thinking Warren's a cunt? Yeah. Or am I thinking, like, that yeah. label boss paid more attention to Warren? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. be aware that you might be jealous for completely yeah. bad yeah. reasons. 
That's a weird point. No, it's good. No, enough. it is. It's, it's good relevant. Enough. Rambling. It's exactly what you say. No, no, it's, no, it's good. It's not. It's, it's good, man. It's good. But yeah, Pip's a cunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is a perfect place to end it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for coming on, man. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you very rambling. much. I don't know what no, I was No, no, it's good, man. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And you can go and buy your socks now. Yeah, buy some socks. Now I'm in that London. Yeah, man. Cool. That was it. Um, so don't forget to get over to um, if you if you if you're on Instagram, go to Broken Bricks HQ. Uh, that is the official Broken Bricks page. In fact, I think it's the same. No, no, it's not. So it's Broken Bricks on. Fuck, I should know this. It's Broken Bricks on. Uh, Facebook but we don't ever fucking use Facebook because it's shit uh, and Instagram is Broken Bricks HQ Twitter is I don't even think I've ever been on it but it's I think that's Broken Bricks HQ as well anyway get over there if you are <clears throat> if you, just yeah if you're interested in supporting your support your local band um, get over there give us some love if you like it, if you don't, fucking don't give us any love. It's all it's all good. We can take it. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, through the door. So subscribe to the channel that you are listening to this on to get more episodes. We've got um, we've got two more episodes coming up, which uh, which are really cool. We've got Horsepower Records, uh, and we've uh, which is a, a guy called Benny Hill. Uh, big on the grime scene and we also have uh, my mate Chris Hargreaves uh, Chris Fatty Hargreaves with Fatty Bassman um, um, which is fucking great because he, he lives on a canal barge in the middle of London and that's where we did the pod and it was just fucking he was like he's like a grime bassist just look him up um, he's played with a lot of, of, of influential people and bands and stuff he was on the David Bowie final tour uh, like the tour performance thing that they did um, he's played with um, Bob Marley's son Damien Marley I can't remember his name now and uh, yeah anyway I'm fucking rambling again so I'm off but um, get yeah just just follow us on on the uh, on, on, on whatever you're listening to the podcast on and also yeah head over to Through the Door at the Instagram as well and um get in contact if you are interested in being on the podcast by the way if you if you've got something to you know an interesting story to tell if you're in music um we're just keen to talk to people really that follow their passion to turn it into a career do you know what i mean like so if you if you think you fit that bill get, get, give us a shout all right i'm off see you in a bit bye